This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Cause we're gonna be legends. It's so nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hi. How are you? Uh, she's my wife. Nice, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Good. How's your day? It's good. Good. 12 o'clock, midnight, I believe I <coughs> messaged, mailed you on all your email IDs yeah. and on LinkedIn as well. And uh, I thought there's the best chance to meet you and uh, discuss some of the challenges which I feel get some, uh, you know, your peace of mind uh, in terms of how do you see sales? I know by heart you're a sales guy, right? And uh, uh, there's so much going on in the market right now. And to be relevant in the next five years, and I'm selling technology, which basically means that you know it, it's going to be an interesting journey for me, especially with the AI coming into the picture, machine learning and everything. Yes. So. You know, I don't know. Uh, well, first, let's start backwards. The machine learning and AI thing is very important because anytime there's new technologies that people think are going to replace humans, mm-hmm. it always takes so much longer than okay. people think. Like the thought that machines are going to replace salespeople right. in the next decade is virtually impossible. Okay. You know, like, there's, do you know how much has to happen for that to be a reality, including? you know, the social aspects, like human, the t- where technologists get confused is the technology is there, right. but the adoption isn't. True. Because the adoption's emotional. Right. Taking the risk to fire half your sales staff to let machine, you know, here, here's what doesn't work. Being a salesperson who spends their entire day cold emailing people on LinkedIn <clears throat> is probably a vulnerable skill because a machine can do that. Going and golfing or having a glass of wine or building relationships as a salesperson is not something a machine's replacing any time and that is where most of the magic is in sales. Having a good product, knowing your product and then building an actual relationship where people trade on humanity, not on data. So I think sales is going to be a very, very down the long line thing that's disrupted by technology itself. Now selling technology is interesting because sometimes your product becomes irrelevant and you're selling something you don't believe in. That to me is the biggest fear. That's why if you've noticed, because it sounds like you consume my content, I've been spending more time talking about selling stuff you believe in. I have salespeople selling me stuff, I ask one question and they break. And they break because they already know they're in trouble because they think I'm smart or know I'm smart. Mm-hmm. And two, they get exposed for selling something they don't believe in. True. But they've been doing it for nine years and they know the product, but the market moved. I don't sell social media at VaynerMedia, I sell attention. Right. So I'm not pushing Twitter and Facebook, I'm pushing whatever I believe has the attention at an underpriced level. So for me, it's always gonna be easy to sell VaynerMedia because I'm not tied down to anything. And so that's where it gets tough. I have the luxury of driving the company towards products and features and things to sell that are relevant. When you work somewhere, if your company doesn't do that, I mean, you're stuck. If you're selling desktop computers, if you're competing with Amazon Cloud, if, you're, if there's been a SaaS product that's been released and you're building enterprise websites and you're competing at Squarespace or WordPress or Shopify or Magento, that's tough. 
so I think the biggest thing that I would say is make sure you're never in a position where you're not selling something you believe in. That's what's tough. Right. And so what that requires is having your feet in the business that you do, but your head in, so I think of it as feet, head, and heart. My head is always looking at where I'm going. My feet are always where I have to be. And I try to hope that I can have my heart match with my head. Because if your heart and head are matched, you have a big chance of winning. If you love it and you know it's smart. Automatically you're passionate about what you're selling. And- 100%. All of a sudden, when your heart is leading your head instead of your head to your heart, you're putting your, you know, this is why I always try to get people to change jobs. Mm-hmm because I tell them, start with your heart, take a little less money, like, but if you love esports, mm-hmm. if you love video games, well that's heart. Right. If you use your head, you're like, esports is growing. Right. That's great. If your heart is in typewriting, your head is gonna say, no, that's not where the world's going, now you have to make a decision, sure. right? but I'm much happier with the person that goes with their heart and does top writing and lives a more humble life than what I think most people do, which is they go with their heart, the head, which a lot of times is attached to their pocket, but their heart's not in it. And then they live that life that so many people live that is the worst life, which is you're stuck paying your mortgage and your bills and taking care of your family, but you're miserable 40 to 70 hours a week, minimally, and then in your head, you're miserable 144 hours a week. Sure. Gary, yes. I was watching one of your videos and um, I think so you were in Mumbai. Yes. Nine years back. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was seeing the number of views on that, there were around 700 views. Probably, there, at that time, probably it was around 200 views. Probably 500 view, uh, views added in the last three, four years. Makes right? sense. It must have been a difficult journey for you. Not really, because I love the journey more than the results. My friend, I like it better when I have 200 views. I don't like what's happening now. That's the fundamental difference. You wanna know what the difference is? That question and that answer. My favorite times is when nobody knows who I am and when I'm struggling. Cause I love that part. True. If you notice, when I started winning in the wine business, I went into this business. My friend, I'm, listen, I think I'm about 36 months away from doing something drastic and doing something completely different that people are gonna tell me. The problem is this chapter elevated me so much that I'm worried that the next thing I'm already gonna, people are just gonna say he's gonna win. I prefer the negative. I pref- like I might move to Mumbai where nobody knows me just to, just to have that feeling. It wasn't difficult. It wasn't difficult at all. And that's what I'm trying to push people for. When you love it, when it's your heart driving you, it's the most fun, it's liberating. True. Like as long as you're paying for your family's existence, mm-hmm. then you know, and to me that can be as simple as roof and food. People get too fancy. They buy an expensive car in a second home and now they're stuck because they have a mortgage and they have to pay for those things. No, I'm glad you asked that question next because it allowed me to really make you understand. The only part I like is the struggle. I don't like the admiration. I mean look, this feels incredible for people to feel like you're helping them, but the the, the reason I want admiration and fame is because I think I can help. It's a sense of responsibility. It is not a, to me it is, I'm not doing what I'm doing right now out of the 
narcissistic vanity reasons. I'm doing it out of a sense of responsibility which is I have an ability to connect with people and if they connect with me, I'm gonna teach them very good values. And for me, especially it skews young male and young males can go down a very bad path very quickly. And so if I can get them, I still have that star power to get them attracted and they like it and it's macho and it's alpha. (laughs) But underneath my facade, is a purity that most of my competitors don't play with and I feel like that is my greatest impact on society. Like if I can do this for the next 40, 50 years, if I can impact a generation of young men to do good things, I can have a real impact. So true. I was, uh, I'm living on 26th. I wish I could uh, get a chance to visit the Synergy Global. Mm. Next weekend. Mm -hmm. It's a big event. Big Jack names. Marriage. Yeah. So I, long back my brother gifted me this book uh, for disciplines of execution. I'm big on execution. I'm very bad at strategy. Uh, I, that's self-awareness for me, right? Yeah. Uh, what I feel is uh, I, I can work towards things and that's the reason. By the way, you I'm, know, it's, I apologize to cut you off. Sure. Self-awareness is the ultimate strategy. Right. You know, it's funny to hear you say I'm bad at strategy and I'm bad at plenty of things. You're bad at micro strategy. The fact that you even know that means you're winning the most important strategy game there is. Strategy is, in, is an insight. If we don't have insights on ourselves and who we are, we can't put ourselves in a position to succeed. So you might be bad at some micro strategy, but the fact that you even understand that means you're winning the macro strategy game. And that's the unlocks. Taking up an interesting assignment now. Uh, it's going to be in Australia, so uh, it's a different world altogether for me. Uh, for me, for my life. You guys are going to move? Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. So that's. What city? I'm sorry. What Sydney. Sydney. You've been before? No. It's amazing. It's an amazing city. How long are you going to be there? Uh, I don't know. Probably oh. three, four years. You excited, or are you going to miss home? Yeah, no, I'm excited. Good. Good. Awesome, I'm gonna be in Sydney in a week or two. Oh, yeah. Nice. So I have to be there. In so what are you gonna sell? So uh, I'm responsible for Oracle technology, database, yep. software, yep. business intelligence. I know it. So Oracle itself is transforming right now. Mm-hmm. It's a huge company. And uh, they were never into advertisement. Uh, now they have a social presence themselves, right? And uh, so, for me, it's going to be very interesting because we are getting into a different market altogether. The SME business, Oracle, was always You're in the enterprise down. space. We were always working with the Fortune 500 companies. Now we are talking to startups, getting them on board, and helping them understand Oracle technology. And all this is exciting. But so you know, one question which I had in my mind, which I really wanted to ask you is, see. Uh, I'm very high on uh, ambition. Okay. Uh, how's your pa- how's how's your patience? Uh, I'm patient. I'm That's ambitious. good. How old are you? I'm 29. Yeah, baby. Turning 30. Okay. December. But uh, you know what I feel is that at the same time I want to be spiritual myself. Uh, <laughs> in 40s, uh, I don't know why do I have this uh, fantasy of not working a full-time job or a business in 40s. It's great. Are you guys gonna start a, you have a family? You're gonna start a family? Uh, I mean, maybe that's, I mean, there's a million reasons why. Why not? 
So I, I don't know if I should. So what's the question? So I don't know if I should go all into my ambitions. Of course you should. But, just have but it doesn't mean you need to quit your job. True. All into your ambitions may look like this. I'm gonna work really great at Oracle for the next 10 years and you're gonna look at your wife and say, okay, and we're gonna be smart and we're gonna save even more than normal. We're gonna leave even more humbly because what do we need? And that's gonna allow us to save 5,000, 10,000, 50,000. I I don't know your business. I don't need to know your business. But if you save even $10,000 for over 10 years that you would have just spent on dumb shit, that's $100,000. Enough to start a small business. People don't get caught up in the numbers. Get caught up in the game. You know? Just back to that last answer I gave you. If your ambition is to work for yourself, there's a very big difference between working for yourself and working for yourself and making $40 million a year. You can work for yourself, they can work for themselves at a very low number. You could. It's keeping things in budget. You need to decide what you guys need. Now listen, I would argue a lot of families need two very nice vacations. I understand that. Somebody may need a fancy car because they're insecure and that makes them feel good. I'm okay with anything. I just think that you don't need everything you think you need. So to me it's not about being making $400,000 a year and living in a studio like you're poor. But it is looking at what $220,000 a year and making salary like that and living like it's 150 or making 87 and living like it's 62. I mean, there's, do you know what most people do? They make 115 and live like it's 200 and then debt them whole ways through. For what? To look cool with everybody else? And that's, and that's not even factoring in if the economy gets bad. Do you know what happens to people when they make 125,000 a year and live like it's 200,000 when the economy goes bad? Yeah, we've been living a long time now. You guys haven't even felt a bad economy, globally. Uh, right, you were a baby. I started working at 18. Right. Uh, that's, which is very rare in India. So, I don't know. And just even looking at your body language, like, I just don't think you need anything. I wish I documented my 20s and 30s. You know, I, didn't have, I mean, we were. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I was 36 I, years old living, renting, renting a two-bedroom apartment. Oh, at 36? At 36. And I believe that really If I did what most people did, I wouldn't have had the money, because I didn't make that much money, to invest in Twitter and Facebook. I wouldn't have had it. I would have had 25 pairs of Nikes and a Mercedes. And that changed your life as well. And that changed my life at some level. But really never, it, it didn't. You know what's funny, if I'm get, being serious? It didn't change my life. I'm still sitting with all the equity. I mean, I sold Twitter, but I gotta go. I know I gotta catch a flight. I gotta go to Singapore. But I wanted to sneak in this meeting. Thank you so much. Guys. It's such a pleasure. I hope you got some value out of it. Oh, it did. Good. It did. It definitely Good. Awesome. Vlog. I really, 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 really hope you listen to every word of that meeting, I thought it was, I could tell by DRock's reaction there was some good stuff going on. <laughs> so the advice I'm giving this lovely couple is probably the advice that 95% of you need it, so I hope you enjoy it. 
Thank you so much. Hey guys, if you have an Alexa and you are not subscribed to the Daily V, excuse me, the Gary V365, then you are my worst friend. Gary V365, hey Alexa, play my briefings. Come on Alexa, do it. Oh, she's talking but it's not very loud. Anyway, it worked. You can leave it there. Anyway, you have an Alexa, Gary V365, download it now.